Hello and welcome to this week's Two Pinter with myself, Gaz. And me, Jono. Together we're two lads who like to argue about sport and discuss its merits. Uh, and when we have a disagreement about sport, we tend to use the, uh, the wager of two pints. That's why we call ourselves the Two Pinter. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook at the Pinter 2. So at the Pinter 2 on either Twitter or Facebook. And please, uh, Addison. Get involved in any discussions that we have and things that you think you want to contribute or argue with, uh, please come join in. So, Jono, there's only, well, there's a few places to start, but um, we'll start today with United and the resurgence under Oli Gunnar Solskjaer. Um, they played your team, which is which is Arsenal, or one of your teams, uh, Blackburn and uh, United probably featuring your uh, in your teams, but yeah, Blackburn Arsenal's and uh, your... United lost, didn't they, this weekend? Whereas Arsenal won, so we know our team is for this weekend, Gareth. <laughs> so Arsenal uh, being your team, um, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer doing really well for for United, um, but is this is this a minor speed bump for United in what's been a very resurgent recent history? No, I think Ole out. Um, I think this uh, new new contract they're going to give him, and uh, yeah, it's all come to a shuddering halt. If you uh, you can't be Arsenal, uh, you, you did manage to beat in the FA Cup, but can't bring it in the uh, game, then Ollie out. Um, no, no, being be serious, it was um, on another day. Uh, although I thought Arsenal probably good value for on another day, uh, Leno made a few good saves. They could have could have nicked a point or possibly even the win, really, uh, depending on when the goals mm. went in. Um, but it does make top four very, very interesting now. Uh, four points separating the top four. Uh, Spurs plummeting, it would seem. Uh, losing again after from a good position. Um, yeah. Yeah, it makes top four very interesting. If, if Solskjaer doesn't get that, uh, then... Yeah, I mean, it looks, well, it looks forward to purposes. They are going to give him the contract, so it's irrelevant. But that, does that make it... Uh, a result like this, you call a minor speed bump. I suppose if if United can't get top four, it'd be a bit bigger than that, really. Um, I, I suppose it would, but I, th- I think a, a minor. Sp- I, I think we've we've talked about um, Solskjaer coming in and being a bit of a, um, a cheerleader effect and just getting the players going. But he he seems to be proving he's much more than that, isn't he? I think that was that was the first away game he's lost as a as a manager of United. Um, he's been going now since uh, mid December. Um, Brought United back from they were eleven points behind Arsenal at one point to where to where they are now actually challenging for top four and okay United fans probably don't like the idea that all they're doing this season all they're doing but what they're doing this season is challenging for uh, for top four but um, considering where Mourinho had left them I think he's uh, he's doing well he's doing a very good job isn't he and, and Champions League on top of that I mean, last week was uh, was exceptional for them. I think it's difficult to, to see why you wouldn't have him as as a manager. But on, on on the back of that, if you're as an Arsenal fan, a um, bit of a mixed bag season, would you say? Uh, I don't think a bad transition season at all. I think um, he's not done a bad job with it all. He's he's probably uh, Emery has probably he's taken a couple of hard lines with players like Ozil, probably a bit too hard. They brought him in obviously at the weekend and seems to be reintegrating him. And and I'd probably say. So that another great strength for Soul Show is that he seems to be bringing everyone. Everyone seems to be getting a bit of a go and playing, mm. playing well. Emre um, has made Arsenal probably a better attacking side, and I think there's been a lot, of, a lot of fun watching Lacazette and Abanyan playing. It was on 
was on Sunday. I thought they gave United all sorts of problems, so they having two strikers who, who could move and cause cause issues. Um, but he. To, 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 sorry, yeah, so, so I was going to. You sort of beat me to it a bit, really, but I was going to say that, you know, the, the question would be if you're an Arsenal fan, considering how you've been this season, does that mean you bring. If you had the choice, would you want Solskjaer as your manager now or, or Emery? Considering how. Yeah, probably the, the fact that I'm asking this question probably shows how, how well Solskjaer's done. I'd still want Emre. He's, he's got a great experience and a great track record. I think Solskjaer's probably quite unique to United in that he played there and, and had some great moments there. Obviously scored in the Champions League final and seems to know the club and seems to be leaning on the likes of Fergie for advice and guidance, um, which mm. he, he wouldn't be as suited for at Arsenal. So... I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the job Emery's done. I think um, he's, he's turned, he seems to have turned the Emirates back into a bit more of a fortress in that they've beaten United, Spurs and Chelsea there this season, which is, is obviously a lot more pleasing. Um, oh. And was it a draw against your boys there? No. Yeah, it was a draw. Yeah, yeah a draw yeah. against your boys there. So, yeah, they're not at least being easy to beat at the Emirates uh, for the big sides. Uh, still still struggle away from home, uh, which has been for God knows how long. So... Oh, he's done a pretty nice job overall, and he's, he's now been shouting difference to top four. The uh, yeah Europa League that wasn't great the other night, but it's still essentially a turnaround turnaround the ball, uh, that famous word. Um, <laughs> yeah, bounce back ability. Bounce back, yeah, the classic. Um, and yeah, we'll see, see what Arsenal got. I mean, United have got Watford and West Ham at home the next two games, so yeah, both pretty winnable. Arsenal got Newcastle at home and then Everton away. Um, yeah, Everton aren't Muppets, but again, you, you, it wouldn't be inconceivable to go there and get three points, um, depending on which Everton turn up, really. So, it's, yeah, still a lot to play for. Um, but no, I'm pretty happy with what Emery's done overall, and I'm sure United fans are very happy with what Solskjaer's done. So, your answer is then that you don't think either the manager particularly better than the other, just that Emery's better for Arsenal and Solskjaer's better for United? I mean, Emery's won what, three... Three Europa Leagues. Uh, I think he's got a far greater track record at the moment. Um, but Solskjaer, if, if he can keep this up for a sustained period of time, does seem to be a hot, uh, yeah, well, yeah, a very welcome addition to United. Really, who've been searching for a proper successor to Fergie for years. So I'd say I'd say he's got a far greater track record and, and better manager, and he's slightly higher in the league at the moment. But um, yeah, but if <laughs> Emery's slightly higher in the league, but not since Solskjaer's coming come back or come come into management. Uh, so Solskjaer will be much higher than Emery in the league if uh, if you just take it from when Solskjaer has been in the league. He would, but then he's got better uh, better uh, better things to play with. Better, better, better toys to play with. Yeah, <laughs> um, he's, he's got a far more expensively assembled squad. Uh, he has, but Emery's not using his expensive players. He's, he benches Bamiyang. He uh, drops Ozil, bombs Ozil out the squad. He's getting rid of well, Ramsey's not signing a new deal. Um, there's certainly issues with, with Emery well Emery using his, the talents that he's got available yeah but then he plays against United a game where he could very easily just sort of go concerned for a point and he probably puts out his most attacking side of the season he's not afraid to go for it and he's not afraid to make changes during the game either I think, I think he's fairly bold um, and if he can just get a bit more of a semblance defence which the game was improved at the weekend um, looked far better and seems to have come into was better against Spurs too uh, if, mm. if you can get that and maybe put a bit invest some money there then yeah more than that with Emery um, and yeah we'll, you know yeah, he's got he's got a proven track record of being a good manager Solskjaer has had a very good spell let's uh, let's see if he carries it on 
Have you seen the yeah, uh, breaking news? Gareth at Real Madrid. No, go on. Uh, a new manager. Oh, but, and who would that be? If I, if I tell you he's not that new, would, would, you, <laughs> would, you, would you be able to guess? Um, when you say he's not that new, is it, you mean he's been there before? I do. Uh, would, you, would you say um, he's someone that we've just been talking about with United? We haven't just spoken about with United, no. Not that guy. Oh. Even, even, oh, so not, not Mourinho then? <laughs> it's not Mourinho. Um, apparently he was directed by Rally. Even more recent than uh, Mourinho. Yeah. Well, Zidane's gone back. Zidane's gone back to Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why? Because uh, they're struggling and, yeah, they want him to go there. Uh, yeah, it just seems, seems odd. Like, well, if he's Zidane, why would you... Um, you've got a great reputation at Madrid. <laughs> There's nothing to play for for Madrid now for, until... Until next season, they're not going to do anything in the league. Uh, their only hope in the league is to finish top four. Um, they're out of the Champions League. They're out of the Coppeldale Ray or whatever it's called. Um, why would you? <laughs> it's just a. It just seems a very odd decision. Maybe he's bored. Um, <laughs> yeah, I suppose maybe he fancied something like the United job, and that's not coming. Um, yeah, so there's probably not another big opening in uh, Italy. But I suppose Bayern Munich might come up, but no, there's no guaranteed big job coming up this summer, is there? Um, so maybe just thought I'll go back there where I know they love me and I can't really do any wrong this season as long as we get to the Champions League, qualify for that, mm. and then they'll go and buy Hazard and the like this summer and spend the fortune to try and turn it around. Yeah, interesting. Well, there was a lot of rumours about Bale leaving, wasn't there? So uh, maybe now Bale stays, although he was he was kept on the bench quite a lot from Zidane, so it'll be interesting to see what, what Bale does. From a Welsh's perspective, anyway. Um, mm, interesting. Um, okay, yeah, and, and I suppose the only other thing we haven't mentioned with Ollie is um, he, uh, I think he's, he's, he's proven to be a, a very good, a very astute, a very uh, good... Um, signing for United which they probably haven't had for since Fergie in the three managers they've had since um, but also they've got he's very likely to have uh, the their main man behind the scenes pulling all the strings and possibly influencing uh, all his decisions um, Fergie's sort of seen in lots of photos with uh, with Ollie isn't he and, um, yeah, it's quite, a, quite a, a good photo from a United point of view of Fergie Ollie and Cantona after yeah. the uh, after the Paris Saint Germain game. I did see that one. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah, we're way better to go for managerial advice than Fergie, uh, especially mm. if you're at Man United. Um, someone like Mourinho or, or even like a Moyes, I think would probably be a, a bit proud and not want to get too involved and want to be their own man. So sure, by all accounts, sounds like he's always been, uh, yeah, gazed at Fergie, Fergie starry-eyed and, and has carried on doing that. And it, <laughs> that's what's helping them. Then why not they? Yeah, they need some stability and a manager will be affected there. Um, if that works, it works. Mm. Um, the, the thing I really struggle as a Liverpool fan is um, all I've all my life I've known to hate Man United managers. They've all been clowns. Um, Fergie was, was not, there's nothing likable about Fergie if you were if you weren't a United fan. Um, Moyes was already a, I didn't like Moyes when he was at Everton when he was just um, then he went to United and they. Matters that didn't endear me to uh, Moyes to me at all. 
Uh, Van Gaal was, was just a bit of a clown and Mourinho, well, there's nothing to like about Mourinho either. Um, so that, that's, that's what I know. I know that I can hate your Man United managers and you know what the world is right, but now I quite like Solskjaer. Um, I, can't, I can't think of anything to, to not like about him. Um, so this, this sort of bit of a, I'm going through a bit of a personal disconcerting period in my life at the moment. It, it sounds very confusing. You sound like you're uh, all up in your feelings, Gareth. Mm, yeah. So uh, yeah, hopefully Solskjaer sort of says comes out and says I, I have been a puppet master for for Fergie all this time, and then I can settle back down again and start hating United again. Are you finding it really um, tough because your own manager Jurgen Klopp is an absolute tool every time he talks and he's a, just a really annoying, uh, very punchable sort of bloke and the, the opposite to Solskjaer? Is that why you uh, are struggling with it so much? <laughs> um, I wouldn't say he's uh, he's annoying. Uh, I, I quite like the bloke, um, Klopp now. Uh, yeah, but, but I, I can see why people uh, don't like him. Um, I think he's a little bit like Mourinho because when Mourinho first came, everybody loved Mourinho. Something a bit different. Um, people kind of put up with his uh, prickliness <laughs> and his uh, how awkward he was and um, the stupid things he said at times. Um, and I think Klopp's had that as well. Um, but now I think other fans are starting to get fed up with him and uh, annoyed by him. Um, I mean, it was a bit funnier though with his arrogance and his, you know, his like his crazy thing to do and he just proclaiming how great he was and. You know, predicting teams and stuff that was all quite good and fun and wild. Whereas Klopp, Klopp's funniness is that he's, I suppose, what German and slight, just that he's a bit German, I suppose, and it's not especially funny. Um, I just, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think his likable qualities are other than uh, that he's passionate, really. And, um, yeah, I don't know, he's, he's Neil Warnock's big, passionate. big grin on his face, and <laughs> he uh, seems to be enjoying life. and does that not, do you not think it, he must, well he must have been dead. I think they particularly, I think that most of the country, other than Everton and United fans obviously, um, like Klopp when he first came um, and I think, I don't think there's a massive hatred towards him anymore uh, now but I don't, I don't think he's liked as he once was. Uh, I think probably people are fed up of his, uh, of his excuses. Um, I think that's just part and parcel of deflecting attention off your players. Um, yeah, talking about wind and talk about everything else. <laughs> Just we don't talk about poor finishing. Um, yeah, I, I don't, I, to be honest, I don't really care <laughs> if, if uh, the rest of the country, rest of the country hates him. That's fine. It probably means we're doing something right. I remember, um, I remember when Hodgson was our manager, and suddenly we had Everton, fa- well, I had Everton fans who were mates who. You quite liked Hodgson. I was thinking, oh, I'm not surprised you like Hodgson. He's doing well. <laughs> oh, he's, he's doing poorly. Sorry, do well for you know for for our rivals. Um, so yeah, if people like Klopp, um, that's fine. Good. <laughs> he's been doing something right. Yeah, uh, but nicely nicely segued on to Liverpool. Um, Liverpool and City now one point separating them. Nine games left. Uh, we talked a little bit last week about the title, but. Other quick look at some of the fixtures. Um, there's a couple of fixtures that, are, that they both have. So they both have Fulham, they both have Cardiff, um, and they both have uh, Spurs, isn't it? Spurs, that's Spurs it. Yeah. The, uh... um, and then after that, there's a couple of so the, sort of the tougher ones. The City have got United away, uh, whereas Liverpool got Chelsea at home. Um, 
and then the next kind of tough one is Liverpool have got Wolves at home uh, City have got Palace away or Burnley away I suppose one of them two are potentially tough Liverpool have Southampton away which doesn't sound tough um, but you know they're going to be a team that are going to be fighting for fighting for their lives and uh, City have Brighton away who are similarly going to be fighting for their lives there's just kind of a, a quite an equal balance of fixtures remaining um, You're, uh, any thoughts on, on what's going to happen only one you're missing is them City going away to United which is probably their toughest game yeah so say United away compares to Liverpool's Chelsea at home um, yeah but I compares I'm a, I'm a big, big thing City got the worst worst side of the draw there um, yeah yeah I, I'm just trying to compare the bigger the bigger games really um, I don't think, think yeah, um, you've I mean yeah, you've got to enjoy the other two bigger games that are at home um, mm. that's yeah you got to enjoy it. I mean yeah, I think you're running slightly nicer but yeah you, you're not wrong they're not um, incomparable by any stretch Uh yeah, I mean, City, the form they're in, I, I, it's tough to see them not beat anyone other than perhaps United. Um, hmm. Your boys, you, you could very very easily win every game, but I think you could probably drop points against someone somewhere as the pressure builds. Um, hmm. So, yeah, I think, think City will eke it out. I think I think there's life in it yet. I, I think, it, I'm, yeah, it should, should go down to the wire unless something goes very wrong for... Uh, probably your boys, I guess. I don't think City will throw, throw anything away now. Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, you say Wolves, it's Wolves you got last game of the season, haven't you? which you think you win if you need to win it. Um, it might have been a tough game a bit earlier, but I don't think you'll, that'll be a good ask in the last game. Um, but you make very valid points, like, you know, the, you've got, you know, you've, you're playing Newcastle away when they're fighting for their lives, and mm. Will Benita set up to just try and nick a point off you, which he knows how to do. You know, that's South against defensive side well. Um, yeah, those sort of sides. You've got Cardiff away. Um, you know, you're, you're a lot better side than Cardiff. But again, you, you, these relegation scraps can turn three points into a draw, can't they? Which could be all... You can. All you need for a... Yeah, to derail... Well, not to derail a title challenge, but to damage a title challenge. Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll back City with the point lead, and I suppose you could say an extra point with the goal difference. Uh, I know, you know... You two sides have gone back and forth on that a bit all season and, and we'll give a bit of lack of change again yet. Yeah. Um, I mean, certainly if City are getting uh, three goals as they did on uh, Saturday, three uh, offside goals, then that'll help them. Yeah, it was, it was a bit, bit bizarre, wasn't it? Well, the, the Sterling goal, the first goal was, was very odd, particularly as the uh, the referee and the linesman had a, a good discussion about it for, for 30-odd seconds, or maybe even longer. Um, yeah, and then gave the wrong decision <laughs> which seemed seemed very odd uh, especially as the line had given it as offside but um, there was something about you didn't think Sterling was attempting to interfere with play well great but he still he still benefited from being massively offside in the first place and the ball coming to him so um, yeah. I think that the referee's argument I think was it because it came off uh, it was the what uh, yeah the Watford player that kicked it so the Watford player kicked it against Sterling so Although Aguero's played it to Sterling while Sterling was offside, because the Watford players got there, it means that Sterling didn't. Um, yeah, it, I, I, I struggled to see how the referee justified it. Really. Yeah, I got nothing. Um, you know, a, a quick, a quick snap decision. All right, you know, referees get the, those kind of decisions wrong all the time. But to actually sit, discuss it for quite a while with a, you know, with a colleague who, who you know, he both who made the wrong decision. <laughs> 
<laughs> clearly know the rules, and he made the right decision. Yeah, and then, and then, uh, yeah, come away with the wrong decision. Um, but there we go. I suppose it. It comes a ghost for you throughout the season. Uh, we've certainly had uh, some uh, some good decisions go our way um, this season. But but yeah, that was a that was a little bit a little bit annoying. Um, but we'll we'll see how uh, how that pans out. Um, yeah, so talking of decisions uh, and how they how things pan out, um, you uh, one of your friends. We've got nips of rugby now. But you were going to go to the uh, to the game uh, with one of your friends who who backed out. So I assume they just thought it was just going to be now that you weren't going for the grand slam. There was nothing to to cheer England on for. Uh, how was the uh, how was the game against Italy? It, it was fairly routine and comfortable, to be honest. Uh, I thought they might give us a. A game for a, I don't know, half an hour or so, or yeah, just from the off, it was yeah clear that they, uh, yeah, went up to it really, and just we were gonna, well, we'd gone with. Very, well, you, very you, say, you say from the off, <laughs> they scored. There was seven nil up. No. Oh no! You, no, sorry, you. There was seven all, weren't there? Seven all. They came back to us. Yeah. Seven all. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then pulled away, and then yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we, the uh, the big Englishman, the big Maoris worked worked a treat against Italy, uh, but it didn't really tell us <laughs> whether that's a tactic ongoing. Although I did love to see Manu being released in a bit of space and rampaging around again. That was nice to see. It makes me wonder, even if you don't play him and Tio together, whether you him and Slade need to interchange a bit more and have Manu coming in the thirteen a lot and not just be a crash ball twelve. Because mm. um, yeah, he's still. I don't know if he's quite as fast as he was in his pomp, but he's he's still got enough wheels and he's still obviously very powerful so putting him in that 13 channel he's got a bit more room to, to run at people I, mm. I like um, Cock and a single got man the match which I thought was outrageous and he was, he was at fault for both of the tries um, <laughs> couldn't, couldn't believe that he's, he's lovely with the ball in hand and it was you know very flashy and him uh, carried the ball with one hand um, in true Fijian style um, you know sort of taught on the streets of uh London or Northampton or Leicester, <laughs> um, wherever you like. Uh, but uh, yeah, Italy. Maybe it sounds like they're trying to make a lot of changes off the field, and their club sides are doing better. And good luck to them. But um, yeah, they're not they're not up to it this year, and haven't been up to it for a few years now, have they? Uh, they a few years yeah. ago they seem to win quite regularly, win a game a year. Um, and now, yeah, they haven't won one for is it twenty one now? I think. Mm. Um, yeah, uh, just hard to know. What, hard to know what's thinking of it really, other than that. I like Man at thirteen, and yeah, we've got a few. Well, we've got a lot of players who are better than Italian players, <laughs> which doesn't tell you a whole lot, really. Uh, yeah, but, but I suppose um, a couple of things are on that. One is that we've um, we're going to bring in a new feature for the uh, the Two Pints of Podcast, um, and we're going to call it the uh, the Sport on Tap. Still going with the bar theme. Um, so yeah, the sport on tap is going to be a recording of yourself and your experiences at the match um, and the build-up and a bit, of, a bit afterwards. Is that right? And yep. Just a just a quick kind of snapshot, just to see if we can uh, pretend we were there with you <laughs> during Italy on. Indeed. Um, and the uh, but the other thing, isn't it? the main thing, I suppose, is England smashing uh, all these points past past Italy. Um, Get another bonus point. They're only actually a point behind Wales uh, going into this last round of fixtures, and uh, yeah, it's whether Wales can can beat Ireland. 
uh, and make it a grand slam. Or if they don't beat Ireland, they're probably gonna, not going to win it, are they? are probably going to end up being England. Yeah, no, we certainly kept the pressure on there. And um, I did hear someone uh, on the way to the game saying, uh, if we went to two bonus points, we'd be on the same points as well. So what does that mean? Informed them that you uh, you get uh, extra you get extra bonus points for getting a grand slam. So Wales will be still going to get a grand slam. Don't, don't worry. But uh, you get three bonus points yeah. for, for winning the grand slam. Yes, <laughs> they made sure that you you can't win the grand slam and not then win the title. Yeah, which uh, I remember it was one of the critiques when they first talking about bringing bonus points into the Six Nations. But uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, you could very easily drop from from first to third, couldn't you? Um, mm. I think. Uh, yeah, I think if you if you don't win, uh, we will win it. I, I struggle to. Yeah, Scotland with all their injuries and yeah, they probably just want Six Nations to be over. It's been a bit of a nightmare tournament for them, and we come on to it in a sec. But I thought on the weekend they had chances to win again and just can. Mm. And not not to um, to have a pop at your defence, which is very impressive. But they just again, as we, we all say about Scots, just made silly mistakes and did silly things. Um, mm. And yeah, all the ball they had second half, you feel they could have probably got some more points out of that. But yeah, Scotland probably ready to just be done with his Six Nations and get ready for the World Cup. So yeah, I think quite conceivable we'll beat them at a bonus point. And uh, then, well, not then, we'll have hoped that Ireland will have already uh, turned you boys over. Well, that's the thing, isn't it? It's cool coming down to this last uh, last game, I think. Um, did hope that it would, it would come down to this game in the end, in, at the start of the tournament, but... Yeah, it's Ireland who are, uh, I wouldn't say convincing against France. They're convincing first half and then I was going to say, yeah, very, very good first half, aren't they? Looks like they were playing themselves back into form and then, yeah, just tailed off yeah, second just, half, didn't they? I suppose mine's already, you know, job was done at that point. They had the bonus points and they just, um, well, just got the bonus points soon after the second half and, and, uh, and yeah, and then set up ready for the, the Welsh game. Um, but Wales, yeah... Again, funny game from Wales. Really, I thought they were they were good first half. Um, thought it's got a couple of nice tries. Um, just calmed any of the sort of the fears about going up to Scotland and the uh, the, the sort of the, the raucous Murrayfield uh, atmosphere. Um, and yeah, looking looking good. And then second half, um, it was all Scotland. I, 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 we barely got out of but uh, of our own half. Um, Scotland just. Just kept piling the pressure on. Scored, uh, scored one lovely try. Some uh, nice um, change of direction from Finn Russell. Uh, and yeah, it was a it was a lovely try that and put pressure on the Welsh defence. But Welsh defence held firm. Uh, superb tackle from uh, bigger in there, wasn't there on Kinghorn when oh, he looked because was, that was yeah. a superb tackle. Um, but yeah, generally, you, you, I mean, I thought your line was offside a fair bit. Uh, I, I thought the ref gave you some fairly lean offside laws. Uh, Fairly, off, fairly lenient offside interpretation for, for a fair bit of it but if you're going to get away with hmm. it um, you, you'll get away with it uh, and well, hang, on, hang on just on that point then I love it when Ireland, when you played Ireland at the start of the tournament it was all about you being a great defence and there was no no question about you being offside but when, uh, when Wales do a good defence it's suddenly oh no they're all offside we, we got pinged a few times for offside in that game we uh, just, just, <laughs> just, just managed to uh, keep hitting them hard whereas uh, you just kept running and the referee didn't do anything. Uh, you, you seem to have a referee around. <laughs> you weren't always offside, but there were, there were a few times I thought. Yeah, I'm fairly sure he was offside there and the ref didn't seem to want to know. Um, and it was tough to say he's giving it both ways because, yeah, but the, he didn't, the game didn't attack loads really. Uh, nicely, worked, mm. nicely worked tries. Um, mm. But yeah, once again, you, 
didn't blow a side away, you keep a side around. It worked very, it's worked very well for you so far, really. Um, but will it work against Ireland once again, keeping it scrappy and close? Because Ireland, yeah, haven't had a great tournament, but know how to play that game too. Of, um, of it coming down to the last twenty and seeing if they can pull away. Um, you know, done it against us mm. as good as New Zealand. Will you be able to um, walk that tightrope once again this weekend? Yes, I think we will. Um, surprisingly, <laughs> no. Yeah, I think we will. I think Ireland has shown enough weaknesses, uh, particularly the the rush defence and the uh, pressure on um, uh, the Sexton and uh, uh, Murray. Um, that's what England showed against Ireland, and I think Wales can emulate that. And Wales have got a bit bore about them, uh, as we've shown against uh, England, particularly at home. Um, enough to uh, enough of an atmosphere to create to to see us through uh, Liam Williams' injury doesn't look too bad so it looks like he's going to be back um, Josh Adams seems to be in really good form another cracking try on the weekend uh, we have got players to, to hurt Ireland equally they've got players to hurt us um, but yeah I think I think Wales have, have got a very good defence um, and that, that's going to just going to continue for next week and uh, we'll be uh, Grand Slam winners yeah, I disagree. <laughs> I think uh, all the pressures are going to be on you boys this weekend. You're going to, you know, have all the expected world public grand first Grand Slam since was it 12, 2012? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just the Six Nations in 2013. Yeah, well, yeah, uh, you, you lost your early one, didn't you? Uh, yeah, all hyped Ireland kind of been written off a bit this Six Nations almost after being the best side in the world six weeks ago. Um, mm. Yeah, very grizzled Irish team that, uh, yeah, still, you know, you know, likes it. I mean, I think if I'm Ireland, I'd be trying to get my kicking game going again and kicking out in every opportunity and trying to be putting pressure on Ken Owens and that line out of yours again. Um, and, yeah, let's see if they can, yeah, I mean, in the right mood, their defence, I mean, their defence has been pretty good all tournament apart from against us. Um, yeah, they can they ramp it up? Can they, uh, the, their big old pack... Uh, send you backwards a bit. I think they'll be one in their front five circle games, and they've got the players who, who can hurt you there. And then if they can nick, mm. nick the odd ball and uh, on a turnover, you know, the likes of Omani, um and whoever they play at seven, should it be O'Brien, should it be Van der Fleer, should it be whoever? Um, and then, yeah, some mix and line out balls here and there. They're, they're... Yeah, no, I think line out, I think set plays, I think you're, you're right there, set plays and line outs in particular is going to be uh, a big opportunity for Ireland. I think Wales are. Consistently poor on that all all, uh, all tournaments, um, but then at the breakdown, I think Wales have been have been very good. Uh, been very good at slowing ball down when um, when opposition have had it. Been good at nicking. I mean, we even had Adam Beard nicking a nicking a turnover over on against Scotland, um, a second row. So I think, yeah, I think it, it could definitely be a tasty matchup. Um, yeah, hopefully, uh, hopefully, it'll be a cracking game, but. Um, but the right result in the end that uh, Wales walk away with the Grand Slam yeah I'm, I'm, um, I'm hoping Ireland just, just do us a favour which they'll they'll love I'm sure the, the Irish have always been very close to the English um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a one point handicap for Wales so that the bookies can barely split you I think uh, mm. I think Ireland might just uh, nick it and I'll predict yeah England uh, Six Nations champions yeah and as we're going to go back to England uh, we'll bring in the barmaid at this point uh, we've got Chris from from London, Chris with a K. Um, he's asked about so at the end of the World Cup, 
Um, with Eddie Jones, England manager currently, uh, with Eddie Jones potentially potentially going, uh, would we have? Would you rather have Gatland um, as coming as manager, the Welsh, Welsh manager, or would you rather Clive Woodward come back and be England manager? <laughs> uh, I think you said it was better, wasn't it, overall, uh, as, I, as I read it. Yeah, but um, well, yeah, so but better for the moment rather than. Oh. Okay, you can argue straight away that a World Cup's better than a couple of Grand Slams, or World Cup and a Grand Slams better than a couple of Grand Slams, but it's, it's about here and now, isn't it? Who would you rather come in? Uh, at the moment, Gatland. Um, he's, he's been around the game for a lot more recently, hasn't he? Wood, Wildwood would uh, preaches and talks on, on ITV and moans about various different things and fairly consistently moans about England at quite a lot. Um, yeah, I'd... Uh, yeah, I think Gatlin's a tremendous coach, and he's once again he's um, you had a, a horrible you couldn't have had any worse of a build-up really, could you? In the week last week, uh, in the lead-up to last week, with your club game coming apart, mm. uh, but not even at the seams, at the seams down the middle, uh, across the stitching, <laughs> wherever you like, um, and yet manages to marshal you and marshal a, a very good organised de- uh, defensive effort. To win, yeah. to win in Scotland. He's, he's never lost to Scotland, Gatland, apparently, which is quite some record. <laughs> the only time he lost recently was when Howley was coach, uh, which is... <laughs> I see. Which sums Gatland up, really. He's um, a very smart, very sensible coach who knows how to yeah, coach with teams to be very hard to beat and, and teams that make errors like Scotland, he teaches feasts on them. Um, yeah, happy go, it would happen. Go, go on, then. Well, to go back to that that question, then we'll change it slightly to who's who's better, who's done a better job than Gatland with Wales or Clive Woodward with England. Oh, that is a good question. I, well, I think still you the World Cup supersedes all. Um, so I'd say Woodward, but there's quite a lot of nuance to that in that he has got better resources. He got given. Um, he, he kind of started the whole wave of, you know. Massive the coaching staffs and a hell of a lot of resources into him, um, and then he got results for that. Uh, he, he wasn't around as long as Gatlin, but you know, shouldn't penalise Gatlin for being very consistent with Wales and having a long time, mm-hmm. long term job. Um, but yeah, I suppose we would would look to his own Six Nations record, which is you know a Grand Slam and, and quite a few titles in there, uh, and wouldn't look down on that. And, and yeah, I'd say the World Cup supersedes all. But you know, acknowledging that Gatland, uh, with what he's what he's had, has, has done a an amazing job, really. Um, and if you mm-hmm. if you want to throw the Lions in there as well, he's, he's undoubtedly done a better job on his Lions tours than than Woodward did on his. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Uh, but if you to but go back to where you said about resources, um, found an interesting stat earlier that. It, oh, this is 2016. But in 2016, England had a the amount of. Rugby players that England had registered was um, was two point eight two million. Um, no, sorry, two point one million. Uh, whereas Wales in the same same year, two thousand sixteen, had a, a pool of players of fifty thousand. So I think that probably puts a bit into context of the resources that you're talking about. The Clive Woodward, all right, it was a few years or well, ten years earlier, but the uh, the resources that he'd have had compared to what Gats has got. Um, I think Gat has Gat has been sensational. Uh, even getting to a, a World Cup semi and um, a, a quarter final, um, quarter final when we were sort of the third third choice in the uh, in the group games, uh, thanks to a, a few poor decisions from uh, from 
Robshaw and some great Welsh Welsh play from our injured, depleted side. Um, yeah, I think he's, he's proven time and time again. He's just been been a man for the big occasions and bringing in, uh, making the, the right decisions. And Wales have been more impressive under Gats than uh, than England have under under Woodward. Uh, have you? I mean, what more more impressive relative to what you expect? Well, well, what's expected, but also what's what's available. I say, that, I mean, that that stat there is, is sensational in itself. Is it? It's almost as though uh, Woodward's a bit like Pep coming in at City and, and winning the league uh, or winning the winning the Champions League, and uh, you got I don't know, um, let's say Ranieri coming in at Leicester and, and winning the league. What what's, what would be more impressive there? Same sort of idea, isn't it? You just you, the resources that you've got um, and the expectation uh, England should be uh, should be competing on. Well, should be winning the World Cup on a regular basis, shouldn't they? True, but he was the first, well, first and only one to do it. So I, I don't, I don't think it's quite the same as Pep in that he broke the ceiling. You think the World Cup before we went out to a in the quarterfinals to a bunch of Danny Devere drop goals. Um, he still yeah, but Pep, Pep, Pep's never won, the City have never won the Champions League. So it is similar to Pep. Well, Pep hasn't won the Champions League yet, so... Oh, I, sorry, I see, I see. Yeah. I thought he was about winning the league with him. Uh, he's just another one of City. So, um, yeah, but I mean, then, do you critique Gatlin for only having taken you to the semi-final? Uh, do you want more there? I mean, is 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 it, well, will later this year be his chance to, to really prove it and to, um, yeah, to put a, a nice bow on top of his Welsh career or if he... If you only get to the quarterfinals, is that a failure? Of sort, was that a failure? And then is he slightly a bit of shine taken off his reign? Um, I think it's it's very difficult to take any shine off his reign. <laughs> um, I think we probably have to go out in the group stage for for that quarterfinals. Yeah, we, we should we should progress further when when we come against England. Is it um, when England don't don't top the group? Um, we'll be fine. Don't you worry. But, <laughs> I think you said that to me last time. Yeah, um, I think I will. But um, but yeah, I, I just think yeah, we go back to my point about England should be uh, should be winning the World Cup every time. I mean, just to put it in context, New Zealand's uh, pool of players in 2016 was 156,000. Um, that's that's just so far short of the two million players that England have got available, uh, and that that doesn't even take into account all the uh, the Islanders that. Well, I suppose New Zealand do it as well, but particularly you do uh, England tap into as well. We like to, uh, you know, utilise players from around the world. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so what are we concluding then? Uh, unsurprisingly, I'll, uh, I'll stick with Clive, you'll go for a one get them, but if, uh, if Gats wants to uh, come over to England after, uh, after this World Cup, I'll, I'll be more than happy with that. <laughs> I'm sure he, he, he was planned to do a transition from Eddie's, isn't it? Um, which I'm sure, yeah, I'm sure uh, Gats would love that. We're working on Eddie for a couple of years. Yeah, he could have Eddie's, Eddie's his butler or something, couldn't he? It'd be a very, very entertaining uh, press conference if the two of them were, <laughs> were joined together. Um, probably some mad scientist uh, theory that getting them two together. <laughs> um. Okay, thanks very much for the question um, from the barmaid Chris this week. If you want to give us any barmaid questions, please do let us know and we'll uh, we'll get you featured on the pod. Moving on, Jono, to another sporting event and maybe you're going to give us uh, a little um, 
bit of insight from uh, from the mic again on this, but you're attending the Cheltenham Festival this week. Yeah, we'll be there on Thursday for the first time this year. Um, so yeah, going to belong to the uh, the jewel in the crown of jump racing, um, which is, is always a good day out. As, as you know, me and you've been there together a few times. Um, we have. And yeah, the, the beauty of racing is you you know it's good if you know stuff and we have friends who are very keen into their racing but even if you don't you can go along you can pass a couple of quid and you get very much enjoyed into the uh the theme of it and um yeah enjoy enjoy the racing in cheltenham they they do the the event very well uh always uh, very busy very lively plenty of places to put your bets on get food the drink is flowing um yeah and if there's occasionally there's a bit of sunshine it's a lovely day out is that <laughs> i don't think we've ever had sunshine when I think we've been Didn't three out of the last six years, I think. Well, I think we were once it was all right, was it not? Uh, it was it was Baltic when you went. It, it was Arctic quiet conditions, and we nearly didn't bring a coat with us. That wouldn't have been ideal. I remember standing out on the, on the stands, reluctantly watching the race, and then going back into, into the glass. Safety of the, like, the conservative bit, and, the, uh, yeah, and just spending most of the time in there. I mean, that's, you've always got the option of going inside too, Gareth. Cheltenham's got you covered all, all ends up. <laughs> Uh, but no, it is, it is a, it's a cracking atmosphere, isn't it? And, and Cheltenham itself, uh, on Gold Cup Day, usually comes around near the um, Paddy's, uh, yeah, St Patrick's Day. Um, the atmosphere in Cheltenham itself is, was, was brilliant as well, wasn't it? Yeah, always good fun. Uh, yeah, you get you get a sizable Irish contingent, usually a bit of a national flavour as well. Um, you get the people dressed up uh, classily and, and looking very well to... Yeah, people dressed up in all sorts of silly stuff. So, uh, a lovely mix, uh, a lovely cross section, and just a good day out. And uh, even better if you can win some money at the races, which uh, have done a couple of times. <laughs> so, who's going to win then, Ireland or England? Uh, I'll say the English this year. The uh, the Willie Mullins doesn't seem to quite be bringing over his huge contingent that he has brought over in recent years, and and the likes of. Paul Nichols is, is turning things around a bit, so uh, Nicky Henderson even seems to be bringing a few whips. So come on, you will go for a narrow English win. <laughs> Surprising. Uh, and a, yeah, any any other thoughts on, on Cheltenham? No. Can't really pretend that we we've got any tips or anything, can we? Outsource <laughs> Al- probably the, the biggest name in the Champion Chase, who will probably be the most secure favourite of, of the big races of the, of the classics and the champion chase on Wednesdays at four to nine and, and by all accounts is is yeah is gonna cruise it and um true Bosnia the the Gold Cup could go a number of different ways. Could Nate ever make it back to back Gold Cups not often done. Um mm. but it's got some stiff competition there. Uh, Apple's Jade in the uh champion hurdle tomorrow is probably slight favourite over over to death. Um but that's um that's quite a keenly contested one that a lot of people are into uh, Apple Jays being a mare though gets seven pounds, which a lot, which has given her a slight edge in the uh, better market, um, and they're just some of the main races. So uh, yeah, plenty to go, and yeah, plenty of bookies. Sky Better giving you a free money back, uh, twenty pound bet on the first race each day. So if you want to get on that, you can pretty much have a free hit with that. Mm. Uh, and various different bookies are doing different odds as well, uh, different offers as well, uh, depending on which accounts you've got. So uh, if you want to check out some of them. Uh, plenty of information on oddschecker.com uh, feel free to sponsor yep. us oddschecker if you want to uh, later in the uh, <laughs> later in the week as you get a free plug uh, yeah and I think uh, I was listening to a podcast earlier and um, Lizzie Kelly's very confident I think she's very confident every horse she was going to ride so um, yeah maybe uh, maybe check her out 
Um, okay, and just finally before we um, wrap up here, I know it's FA Cup um, this weekend, so it's a bit of a depleted um, fixture list in the Premier League, certainly. Um, but is there any? We haven't really discussed uh, British clubs in the Champions League. Uh, they sort of City, um, City are probably going to do the job against Schalke. Uh, Liverpool got a tough game uh, away at Munich, which is very much in the balance. But United surprised everyone with a, a stunning result against uh, Paris Saint-Germain. And Spurs, certainly from the first leg, the second leg was quite impressive as well. Um, very uh, very good results against Dortmund. So any, any thoughts on the English contingent? Well, a nice, um, yeah, nice turnaround uh, after sort of a few years where it's been the Barca, Real, Bayern sort of training and whatever else. Uh, we're going to have... Uh, three and possibly four clubs in the uh, quarters, which uh, harkens back to sort of the mid two thousands when we seem to regularly have mm. three, four getting to quarters semis. Um, and yeah, I think it looks as open it has in years. Really, I mean, you, you Barca are still there, and one of um, obviously City are yeah fairly fierce, and whoever wins out of your Bayern's a serious contender. But yeah, the likes of Porto and Ajax being in the quarters. Um, Juve are in trouble, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, Atletico are probably a decent dark horse, but you never know if Juve could turn that around. It's probably as open as it's been in years. Obviously, Rayo aren't going to win it for the, for the fourth year in a row, which is nice. Mm. Um, yeah, very, yeah very, very, Ajax, are they, are, they, are they the dark horses? I mean, if they play like they're they're very, they're against second league against uh, Madrid, they got a chance, uh, as you've heard. <laughs> they're very... Very impressive, weren't they? Uh, as you heard live on the podcast, as we did updates. Um, mm. Yeah, a, a good young side who seem to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they'll probably get lose a few players or something. They're already losing players to Barcelona, aren't they? But um, yeah, the Ajax has always been a, a place that's produced a hell of a lot of talent. And um, yeah, even now they're nicking players off Southampton to turn them into great players. Um, <laughs> yeah, Dusan Tadic. Uh, who yeah was mm. superb. So yeah, I think it's very interesting. I, I, yeah, I mean United. I don't think I'd want any part of them really. Um, if I was a club, Spurs. If they again, if they played did against Dortmund, not that they played. They played in the Premiership recently. Then they're, uh, they're you wouldn't really want them. City are obviously one of the favourites, and if your boys get through, uh, you've got the attack to tear apart anyone. Yeah, I mean I don't think I'd want. Wouldn't fancy any English clubs. Similarly, I probably wouldn't want Barcelona if I'm many of the English clubs either. But. Yeah, I wouldn't say there's a particular standout side uh, that is going to sweep all before them. Uh, City mm. are good, but you showed last year they can be got out. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's a very interesting, uh, very interesting, and yeah, be, be interesting if clubs go. As long as Liverpool don't win it, I'll, I'll be fine with any of the others. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that, what even Spurs as an Arsenal fan, you're quite happy to see Spurs win it, would you? Yeah. I wouldn't love Spurs, wouldn't it? But I like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't mind Spurs. They got most of the England side in there, haven't they? So uh, that's, I suppose if they can, yeah, build <laughs> confidence for uh, the the Nations Cup in the summer. Yeah, who's most of the England side then? <laughs> Kane, Kane, Ali, and Trippier, is it? Kane, Ali, Trippier, uh, Danny Rose could conceivably play at left back. Uh, I suppose you'd die in the middle as well. We had a die there, or even Harry Winks is playing there this year. Mm. Yeah, fair enough. Um, okay, well, uh, thanks very much, Jono. I think that's us done for this week. Uh, and do follow us on Twitter and uh, 
Facebook at, at Pinter2. And let us know any questions you've got for the barmaid or any um, things you can contest of what we've said or um, yeah, anything you want to chip in about, feel free to do so. Thanks very much. Come on Ireland this weekend. <laughs> See you in a bit. See you in a bit.